I definitely now I would go into less of an obsessive approach. I guess now I know there are other things that can make mm-hmm. me happy. And I think powerlifting is really like you obsess over that total, you know, mm-hmm. that total means happiness or depression. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So definitely, definitely in a different position now. Good. That's such a good way of putting it. It's like you, you do, you become so obsessed that it's like, if you get it, that's, that equals happiness. And if you don't, then you cry for two weeks, you know, and like, <laughs> Taboo with Karen Taylor. I'm here today with my friend Dakota. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dakota is a powerlifter um, and business owner. She runs her business Stack Strength out of Pro Raw Powerlifting in Melbourne. And um, I have the privilege of speaking with her today. So thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. You're so very welcome. <laughs> and we finally got here. It's taken us a while. <laughs> thank you, COVID. Thank you. So now we're, with, uh, we're doing it on Zoom because we just couldn't manage <laughs> to fucking figure this out. I don't think I'm allowed to come down to you at the moment, actually. No, no still not. And we were supposed to have it the week that we got that snap lockdown, the first week yes. of the snap lockdown. Yeah. So we're finally here, making it work. The world just didn't want us to do it. No. (laughs) So tell me a bit about you. Who are you? Uh, I always want to call you Dakota Fanning. (laughs) (laughs) The original. I can't help myself, no. So who is Dakota Plumridge? Tell me about yourself. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, I'm 29, 29 um, from Melbourne. Um, I've pretty much lived in every state in Australia at one stage in my life, but Melbourne is probably where I'll end up. Um, I kind of started powerlifting probably, I reckon it was probably eight years ago now, around eight years, maybe seven years. Um, Before that, I was just, you know, your general uh, gym goer, you know, training uh, cardio in the morning and weights at night, trying to train as much as I could. Um, and then uh, started powerlifting accidentally. Um, and I met uh, my old coach, Joanne Gregan. Um, I went to her to actually do a bodybuilding comp, yeah, which okay. looking back, for, you know, I, I was never going to be a bodybuilder. Um, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, no, that was another cards. Um, and yeah. I went to her to be, you know, a bodybuilder. I'm like, yep, get me to stage. And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, I'll, you know, train you in strength and build the lean mass. And I was like, yes, yeah, sweet. Um, so she was actually training me for powerlifting without me knowing. Right, um, okay. And then I had no idea. I mean, I was 21 years old. I was just like, just said, get me good in a bikini. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, then she was like, uh, we'll do a competition. And yeah, just see if you like it just for fun. You know, yeah. I was like, yep, sweet. So we did it. It was a, a small, small competition. Um, I think I, I didn't even squat hundred kilos. I think I squatted like 90 kilos. Well. Or something. <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, I think I benched like maybe 60 and then I deadlifted maybe like 130, 140. And my deadlift was pretty good. That's all I had riding on me. And, um, and then I did it and I was just like, okay, sweet. Like I'm going to do this uh, forever. Yeah. I did that uh, until 
for two years ago. Yeah, so yeah. I've only stopped doing it for two years. So obviously you say like you started uh, your first powerlifting competition, you know, like uh, 90 kilo squat. Um, what was your last squat, <laughs> big squat? <laughs> um, my last my last squat uh, at Wildcats, um, it would have been, was that last year or the year before? Year before, I, I year think, before. yeah. Yeah. Um, so Wildcats, I squatted 195, and now before that, I squatted 200. Wow. Okay. So there was a bit of a weight cut, uh, weight cut between that. So yep. Yep. I'm surprised it went down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit of an increase. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you went from not squatting 90 kilos to squatting 200 kilos, pretty much. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I remember, I remember the first year. I think I put like I think I put a hundred kilos on my total, and Jeez. I'm like, sweet. If I put a hundred kilos on my total every year, then in six years I'll be, <laughs> I'll be lifting this much. And I'm like, yes, yeah, sweet. That day, that didn't happen. Nah, nah. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if we could just add a hundred kilos to our total every year? Be fucking That'd sick. Be <laughs> Um, and so what was your, um, so Wildcats, obviously, so you went from doing this um, kind of like, no, was it in like a novice powerlifting competition, the first one or like a? Yeah, at, um, Iron Revolution. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, good old Iron Red. Yeah. And then you ended up at Wildcats, which was the first year that they'd even done a female version. So that's the first yeah, time. Big dogs. Big dogs. That's right. I was like, big dogs. Um, <laughs> so it was the first time that Pro, so first time Pro Raw had done a big dogs comp, which is for the as it you know says big dogs it's big, for the dogs. big dogs um it's the <laughs> it's for the most like incredible powerlifters in the world really like people can't like guys come from all over the world to compete in big dogs um and the first time that they've done it for the females so they did wild cats um so it was pretty yeah. kind of huge to be a part of that i guess it was just such a landmark it's the first time that they've ever had the females up there yeah it was I mean, it was incredible to be invited. Like it was, and being there was amazing. As stressful yeah. as that competition was for me, yeah, um, yeah. it yeah, it was it was. I, I mean, you know, if I had to bomb on any stage, it would have to be that one. Yeah, you had a you had a you had a bit of a hectic day, didn't you? Mm, yeah. So yes, tell me what yeah, happened. What yeah. happened? Um. Well, I uh, I did this huge weight cut. So I did nationals in July. Um, and I weighed about 79 kilos and yeah. then I cut down to about 75, 74 and a half. Uh, I think was, I think it was in November wildcats. It was yeah. either September or November. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a bit of time, but not, not a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and that cut, I can't remember the last time I was 75 kilos. Like yeah. I, when I first started powerlifting, I cut to 75 kilos every single competition, but it was like a two kilo cut. Yeah. And then I made the decision to stay in the over, like the under 82s, Jeez. and it was the best thing I ever did. Um, so it was, I just, I remember I just looked so skinny. Mm. Like I looked so skinny and I felt, I felt small, but I didn't think I looked weak, yeah. but like I, I looked like, I don't know, I was a novice again. Um, and uh, I did really well on squats, you know, um, only lost five kilos, which I'm pretty proud about, but the bench, I did 90 kilos as my last warm up behind, behind the stage. And it felt really good. I was like, mm. fuck yeah, 90 kilos. Awesome. And then I got out and tried a hundred and I just, I had nothing. Like I had no power. I had 
I had nothing to give and I, and I did the first one and like usually like if you fail a rep you're like okay I did this wrong I need to do this better I got off and I was like uh I don't know <laughs> like there was just nothing bomb. there yeah yeah I knew I knew after the first rep that it was I wasn't gonna get it Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was. And so pretty, you didn't get any that bench was, that was press. The first one. So you didn't no. get any bench presses no. that day. Yeah, and you got your dead. No. You got your deadlift. Yes. Yes, but obviously because you didn't get your bench, you that's you out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So if you bomb, if you don't get one successful, you don't total. So yeah. So I got one ninety five squat and one ninety five deadlift, but mm. I just didn't total because of the bench. Yeah. Um and. Like I, after it happened, like I got off stage and I was like, I just cried and Emad actually grabbed my hand and dragged me to this empty room. And I just sat there with Zach and just cried for like two minutes. Oh, like no. I was just so exhausted yeah. and I was like, just let it out. And then mm. I stopped and I was like, okay, the show must go on. Yeah. Let's get it. We've got deadlifts. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been there. <laughs> Not on that kind of stage, but I've been there. Like, it's even yeah. a strong man. Like, it's the hardest thing when you, like, fuck up an event or you just, like, you feel like, what have I done? Like, you know, I wasn't in yeah. it. Like, my head wasn't in it or whatever wasn't going on. And you're just so emotional because you're like, you know, you know you work so hard to get there and you put everything into it. Um, and it's, yeah, you get there and it doesn't come together. And it's so hard. Like, it's so frustrating. And then you're like, and I've still got one event. So you kind of, like, have to be like, okay, I've got to put this aside now and just give this last event everything, you know, give this last lift everything. Yeah, like it's a lot of it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, like yeah. all those sessions you didn't want to do, all those accessory movements you didn't want to do. Yeah. And then you put you you put all that, you know, that twelve weeks of hard work into one day and you just fuck it. Mm. And it's like you you you're so emo like emotionally sad and you just have to try and just build it up, put it to mm. the side and go, I need to get that you know, aggressive, aggressive side back. Mm. Yeah, and I it think takes, it takes a lot. It does take a lot. It's a lot of uh, mental fitness, I think, mental toughness to be able to come mm. back from that and then, you know, finish the day and still finish that. Even knowing as well that you weren't going to total as well would be yeah. so hard because it'd be so easy to just be like throwing the towel, like I'm not going to total anyway, but like to still come back, that's actually like a huge thing as well. Like to put that, you know, just mental strength into play and just be like, right, okay get it done yeah it, it was it was difficult like I felt like when I came back everyone like kind of didn't know what to say to me but I was just I just put my headphones on and I was just like I just have to try and get aggressive with it like I have yeah. to at least get close to my squat yeah yeah and um how do you reckon you felt like um built yourself up as a powerlifter like yes. you had quite a name for yourself and so I think sometimes like I don't know about you but we sort of wrap our identity into our lifting as well because we become these kind of you know we've got like a social media presence and people are looking at us and they're looking at us for inspiration and you know with the you know kind of like the OG like you know OG powerlifter and OG strongwoman and it's like you know people are looking at us for um, that inspiration so when we go into comps like that as well especially Wildcats being the first female like big dogs um did you feel the pressure of that as well on the day um for wildcats yes yeah i felt like i felt a lot of pressure um mm -hmm. like i and I, I think i did it to myself because i guess working at pro raw like you know it's the first wildcats um and everyone that came in kind of asked me oh how's your prep going how's your prep 
going. Yeah. And I guess I was so focused on, you know, I'm, I'm really hard on myself. Like I do one competition and I expect to be better. Um, and I walked in, you know, I've got a harsh cut coming. I'm going to have to lose five kilos. I'm like, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to focus on that. And then, you know, the training will just happen. And mm. some sessions are really good. I guess with uh, my injuries was another stress as well, which made everything a little bit more stressful. So I mm-hmm. think I just really round, wound myself up and created that pressure from everything else. Mm -hmm. Because you want Um, it to go perfectly, really. I mean, who doesn't? Everyone wants to just have a perfect prep, no injuries, no dramas, go in, go nine for nine. (laughs) Like, that would be so good if it just happened like that, you know? (laughs) That'd be great. I think I've only gone nine for nine once. Yeah. Like, ever. I probably would have been, like, the most conservative. You'd just be like, I'm just going to be, like, conservative, you know? It's like... Cause like, I know for myself, I've like, I've gone like five for nine. <laughs> just like, it just sometimes doesn't happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So as you say, like the one comp that you would not want to bomb at, um, and you did. So that would have been pretty devastating for you. Yeah. It was, I guess, you know, the, the cut, the effort of the cut, mm. the pressure that I put on myself, mm. I, I really, you know, my, in my, my injury wasn't great uh, and coming back from nationals nationals was my first competition my first three lift competition that I was able to actually make it to with my back injury mm-hmm. uh, so I was like okay I can I can actually make it through a prep now let's let's go hard okay. and that was the wildcats prep and mm-hmm. it just didn't go the way that I wanted to which is why I just exploded in tears when I bombed because I was like of course of course yeah, this would happen this is happening <laughs> yeah yeah and, yeah. it's, and it was a big yeah. audience too. So it was a big, um, there was a big turnout there as well. And, you know, you got the lights on you and everything. And it was, it was a full set. Hey, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I felt that. I was a lot of, I felt the pressure and I was in the audience, you know, so I could imagine what yeah. it felt like for you. Yeah. Cause like pro raw is an amazing stage, like at the Arnold's to be at, like that's yeah. completely different than, you know, a state competition, but then Wildcats was just, yeah, I mean, you were on, literally on a podium. Very yeah. different. So I guess that's where you, you've built up that name for yourself as well is because, you know, you've been at the Arnold's a few times, you've done pro raw there. Um, so for anyone listening, the way that it works with powerlifting is usually what happens is we compete in GPC uh, Australia and so we'll compete and then you get invited to pro raw, um, which is usually based off a certain total, but Emad really is the final decision maker on it. Um, and he, you know, watches every comp and he watches lifters who are just lifting phenomenal amounts. And usually those are the lifters who get an invite to Pro Raw, which is um, the comp that he runs at the Arnold. So um, it's incredible. Again, massive turnout. Everyone that's at the festival is usually there watching. It's pretty wild. The atmosphere is amazing pretty fucking amazing really like it's so good um and then from there athletes who have competed in pro rule will get their invites to pro rule and other like large comps around um australia and yeah. the world will get invites to come and then compete at big dogs so um that's obviously now it's big dogs and wildcats so that's where you got your so your invite would have either come from like you know being seen at like national like at your national level or being at pro raw and that's usually how athletes come into getting into a wildcat invite yeah yeah i got it from um so i did pro raw in march Mm. and then and then i got the the invite so leading up to nationals i knew what was coming yeah and if i was if i was a 
you know, if I had my time again, I probably wouldn't have done nationals and I would have just focused just on wildcats. Hindsight is an amazing thing. Yeah, it is an amazing thing, isn't it? But you also know now for future. And um, so tell me a bit, talking about that then, um, you know, obviously you mentioned you had an injury and you've had a back injury. So coming um, out of Wildcats, um, you haven't competed since then, have you? No. no. So what have you been doing and why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, after Wildcats, I was pretty, I was pretty defeated. Um, I, I had planned to do pro raw the following year. Um, but COVID happened and I wasn't really enjoying the prep. I think I was just mentally burnt out. So I was like, okay, I need to take a breath. And I tried to train powerlifting specific style, like, you know, during COVID, but Mm -hmm. I just, my, my heart wasn't in it anymore. Um, and I think, I just took time away from that and I've been doing like uh, doing a little bit of bodybuilding style, um, a little bit of CrossFit, which I've actually really enjoyed. Like being unfit for so long, like it feels good to be able to like run for a decent amount of time now. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) How unfit do you get? How unfit do you get doing powerlifting, man? I, I did, when I first like went to a CrossFit place in my house, I could not believe how out of breath I was from running. I was Uh, like, is this a joke? Like I have no cardiovascular endurance at all. Uh, It was, it was horrible. It was horrible, but it was an eye opener. Yeah. Yeah. That's a difference, I guess, for me, because with strongman, um, but even then, like I went more into powerlifting, I was still kind of doing both. So I still had my uh, cardio, like I said, my cardio fitness, um, but I, um, was I did get lazy. I got real lazy. <laughs> and then I went, ran the yoke yesterday at the gym and I was like so puffed and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm so unfit. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, I'm probably still like my, the fitness is still there, but I can really relate to how unfit you get. Cause when you're just lifting threes and fives and it's always just heavy and low rep, um, you're not really, you're not really having to put out as much you're relying no. on your mus- like your muscular system to do the job than you are your cardio system. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, you know, with powerlifting, you know, like you do what you need to, yeah. you know, at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, cardiovascular endurance will definitely help your work capacity, but mm. nobody wants to go for Nobody wants to do that though. <laughs> no. Or do like 20 reps of anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. So you've done a bit more of that, and you went in. You've done a bit of ollie lifting as well. I notice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did that for seven months. Um, yeah. Got a got a coach, um, and I, you know, I just I came into you know um, I came into CrossFit, and I was like, cool. Ollie lifting is you know quite a large portion of that sport, mm-hmm. and I also I'd also wanted to really do it, but I just obviously when you do powerlifting, it's powerlifting, and nothing else exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to just dedicate seven months and it was really nice. Like mm. it's so different. It's mm. so different. Yeah. Like it's so hard it, and yeah. it's so different. Cause like the things that I would do to pump myself up for a heavy lift powerlifting didn't work no. with ollie lifting because then I would lift like a fucking idiot. Like yeah. Yeah. it just, you it have to be, it's didn't so work. Techni- it's so technical. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You almost have to be a bit more yeah. zen, I would imagine, with like with your ollie lifting stuff. It's almost a bit more of a zen. That's what thing. I We've found. got to like you have to actually focus in on every little part of the technique. Yeah. 
yeah that that's what i really found like with with powerlifting like i i listened to either like metal or r&b or hip-hop and and then with ollie lifting i was actually finding that i wasn't listening to anything yeah yeah how interesting is it hey like just the different yeah. phases like because i think as a coach too um i've personally found that because i've done a bit of that as well so obviously um with my competing i i just pulled back mm. when when i went through my separation with george um i just mm-hmm. really like i did i lost like i lost passion i lost i was like that was my thing that kind of kept me going for so long and then eventually i was like i actually have to deal with my life now i'm like what's really happening yeah. in my life um you know going through like a divorce and then having to start my life on my own again um yeah so it was really difficult for me because um yeah powerlifting and strongman had just been like such a huge thing for me but then i started like doing some boxing and ollie lifting and obviously still running my business so even though i wasn't doing yeah. those things and i kind of like my heart wasn't as in them um i found that by just finding something else uh in the meantime it was so good to have something new to stimulate my brain as well yeah. um, and just yeah. learning new technique because a lot of people think even with boxing that it's just like oh you just go in and like throw you know throw hands and it's like <laughs> it's like it's so much more technical than that and so just having something that was like going in and like having to learn something different really helped me through a lot of my grief as well but then also made me a better coach because I've just got more skill set now as well yeah I mean you know there's a reason why there are boxing coaches yes yes and I'm (laughs) definitely not I'm not one of them Isn't that what you do in the fitness industry? That's it. Something once, and then you you teach it forever. That's it. That's it. I know. Well, it's funny because like I do teach like boxing now, and I'm way better at teaching like a boxing class than what I would have been if I hadn't have gone and done boxing classes mm. properly. Um, but I, there's no way that I would ever put myself up on like a level of what a boxing coach is able to do and achieve with one of their clients yeah. because. I, like I was blown, I was actually blown away and a little bit humbled by how much technique is involved in boxing. Yeah. And then obviously- You like, don't think about it. No, you don't, but there's actually so much. And it was really good. Like I say, it was really good for me to just like have something to like put my mind um, onto. But the same with like ollie yeah. lifting, you know, even just learning like that ollie lifting technique, which I still haven't got. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still just a strong, I'm still a strong woman at heart. I'm still just gonna like fucking- Muscle it up. Muscle it up. Like that's just me through and through. <laughs> But it's I think, the only time. It's the only time I've ever been told that being strong is a bad thing. Yeah, it's the only time. Because it's not about necessarily being strong. It's about. It's so much more about like, yeah, just what you're actually doing with the bar. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Did you love it though? Like, do you find now as well that you sort of like learn a lot more about that? And obviously, with your injury, like, how's that going since taking? Yeah. Um, so ollie lifting uh ollie lifting was actually really good i was very surprised i didn't get like um any flare-up with my injury at all um it even you know with 75 kilo clean or anything like that like yeah. it yeah it was perfectly fine yeah. um uh, i really i really enjoyed it i think i needed the break you know yeah. when you do uh, powerlifting was a you know powerlifting is a great uh distraction mm. you know um and it was nice to just kind of go away from it and and just hone in on something completely different yeah. um yeah 
I really, yeah, I really okay. enjoyed it. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. it's good. And so, what yeah. is that? What is where does that leave you now? Um, I noticed the other day that you said you might be uh, making a little comeback <laughs> to powerlifting. What's that? <laughs> What's that involve? <laughs> you put it. You put it out there now. You know. You can't take I know, it back. I did it. I did it. <laughs> You've done it. Uh. <laughs> It's, I, uh, on, it's yeah, on Instagram. No, it's obviously happening. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be real. Yeah. Um, well, the the goal the goal is to come back. Um, the goal is to I hope. Well, the goal is to finally figure out my back issue and you know I, my, what what my injury is and what's going on there. And then if I can if I can do it pain free, because that was probably the the main stressor. If I didn't have my back injury, I'd still be lifting and I'd be, yeah. yeah it, so that's, that's the main issue right now. It's yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that's, that's the key focus getting me to a point where I can do all three lifts pain free. Um, and then if I can, then I will come back to powerlifting. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I'm, I hope I can, I hope yeah. I, I hope I can fix what's going on and yeah. And, hopefully I can come back yeah yeah that'd be really cool it'd just be it'd be good it'd be good to see you back on a platform as well because I know you thrive on a platform um and obviously it gives you that like just gives you something that you're sort of like working towards but I reckon even everything that you've gone through um you, you'd come back with a different um approach maybe like a different attitude towards it yeah 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 I'm definitely, uh, I'm a, de- I'm definitely a different person than I was two years ago, or even you know five years ago when I was, yeah. in, you know, my prime. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a different person now. So yeah. I think I would take, hopefully, I would take a different approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think um, for you, like uh, those changes? Do you reckon that's just growing up, getting older, or just like you know, ex- life experience and sort of realizing that you know it's there's more, I guess, maybe like more to life sometimes because we can get a little bit caught up in sport and being an athlete. Um, do you think maybe that's just like you've realised that there's other things that are more important? Yeah, um, definitely. Like uh, when I, you know, when I started powerlifting, I was single, I was young, I had all the time in the world. I worked in hospitality, so it was like, you know, no stress there, just money. Mm-hmm. Um and I threw myself into the sport. Um, and I don't think you can get to that level without doing no, that. Um, no, you can't. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, no, I definitely, I sacrificed a lot. Like I sacrificed a lot of time. I sacrificed a lot of relationships. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, um, it was funny. Zach and I were talking, my partner and I were talking about it the other day. And we were like, both of our powerlifting careers went downhill when we met each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's true it's yeah, true yeah. So, so like oh a relationship is something else that can make me happy yeah. <laughs> and I just veer off yeah. um yeah I think now yeah I definitely now I would go into less of an obsessive approach I guess now I know there are other things that can make mm-hmm. me happy and I think powerlifting is really like you obsess over that total you know mm-hmm. that total means happiness or depression um yeah yeah. Yeah. so definitely definitely in a different position now good that's so crazy I know for myself um 
it, it, that's such a good way of putting it. It's like you, you do you become so obsessed that it's like if you get it, that's that equals happiness. And if you don't, then you cry for two weeks, you know. And like I, I came, I yeah. remember coming like second. This still, it's still bizarre. Came second at Victoria's Strongest Woman, and I was mm-hmm. devastated because I didn't come first. And I was like, two weeks it took me to like really, and I still probably even to this day might hold on to it a little bit somewhere deep inside. <laughs> But it was like, I'm like I think- it was so weird though because I'm like I came second and I just didn't appreciate that at all because I'm like even though I came second there was like 20 girls I came second and I was just like I was devastated not because good enough. not good enough not good enough and I was so hard on myself and I was so obsessed with it even with yeah when going into powerlifting like I'm still um, it's still kind of like a running joke because like I always wanted to get 400 total and then like I got to like 397.5 and like the guys in the gym will like come up and like hand me like a 2.5 kilo plate <laughs> and they're like oh Karen are you missing something they're like are you missing something and I'm just like fuckers like <laughs> like now I think it is because we put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Like when you, when you do powerlifting or when you do strongman, if you want to be good at it, you have yeah. to, you have to put things aside and give your whole heart to it. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why we get so emotional when mm. it doesn't go the way that we want, because yeah. we literally yeah. sacrifice so much. Mm. And then it's like for second place, really. Mm. I know like, it literally is. Yeah. 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 And it is, it's devastating, but it's also, I guess like a, something I would want to put out there is especially to newcomers with the sport, because I know how, how much it can like overtake your life and so your friends and everybody are like they can they're seeing it and they're like you know are you sure this is good for you like you seem to be like getting a little bit obsessed Mm. with it and it's like there's definitely Mm. a level of obsession but it's also like recognizing that those people are saying those things because they do care and they don't want to see you like get completely swept up in one thing and like lose all of those other avenues of your life you know like if we're only watering like one plant in the garden what's going to happen to the other plants like they're all just, they're not, yeah. gonna, they're not gonna necessarily survive. So it's like, we have to still mm. make sure that even though we might be putting more attention into this one thing, because it's this new thing that's fucking like awesome. And we're like, yes, lifting, it's so good. Um, Gives us validation. So much validation, um, so much, there is a lot more, you know, a lot more attention you get. I've, I've noticed, I've looked at like social media, like statistics and stuff like that. And like lifting gets way more interest than anything else. <laughs> It does. does. It's just the way that it is. So you do, you can get a lot of attention from that. Um, But it's like, Mm. even for myself, I know I've pulled back so much on like, you know, how much I post on social media and things like that, because it's just like, I don't, that's not where I'm getting my validation from anymore. Um, And I think it's important for people, especially people, if you are struggling with like low self-esteem or insecurities that, you know, you know, not taking your validation from that because your identity gets so wrapped up in it and then you lose those other parts of yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. And I definitely used, I definitely used powerlifting as my identity for a really long time. And it was some somewhere that I actually felt accepted or that I actually got attention from. Mm. Um, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's so, it's so easy to. Yeah. And when you're not as self-aware, I think that's probably the one thing to grow. Like I say, you know, do you think it's because it's just like growing up or more experienced? But I think for me, as I've sort of got older, I realize I'm a lot more self-aware now. So I'm not Mm. as 
needy for validation from outside sources. Yes. Yeah. And like for me, my business now is more important to me. Obviously what I've done and what you've done has created a business for ourselves. So there's yeah. not, not to take away from any of the hard work that we put in, but then eventually that hard yeah. work kind of gets channeled into something different. And um, so that's where, yeah, a lot more for me now. It's like I'm, I'd rather put my energy into my clients as opposed to trying to be out there like, doing all this like crazy lifting stuff you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I I agree I agree 100% like I think yeah like we well we didn't have a business a few years ago so it's like okay well, we had all of that energy yeah. to put towards that one thing and now yeah. it's like okay well you know that that gave us like you said you know it gave us the attention that we needed yeah. to create create our businesses yeah um yeah. but it's you know we've got to put effort into the businesses yeah. now Whereas, you know, I feel like that kind of, yeah, that effort that we had before just isn't going to be the same. No, I definitely don't have the same. I, I do not have the same amount of energy that I had, you know, five years ago when I was in my prime. Mm. No way. Like running a training business is like, I don't think mm. a lot of people realise how much uh, mental energy it actually takes to run a personal training business as well. So, you know, I, there's, you have to give a lot of yourself and I just don't have as much to give for my training like yeah. my training now is because I want to be fit and healthy um not yeah. because I want to like show off you know <laughs> be strong be yeah. So, yeah yeah yeah. 100%. yeah um I was actually having this conversation um with my friend yesterday um I I like a, a probably like a month and a half ago I tried to cut down and yeah. my body just wasn't my body wasn't having it I was like no nah. yeah. my body is like no we need the food thank you yeah um, yeah, yeah. So I was like oh fuck it and I guess I was trying to get to a point where I was, you know, I was comparing myself to three years ago. Yeah. And I, I kind of forgot that three years ago I was in a completely different spot. Like I, I had the time to be more selfish, to apply to myself. Mm. And, you know, now I have a lot less time to be selfish. Yeah. But I'm trying to, you, you know, compare, well, well I did it before, you know, I could be yes. this strong and this lean. Yes. Why can't I do it now? Do it now. I know. I know. It's so, yeah. yeah, and I, I feel exactly the same as you because I even just was talking, I literally was just having the same conversation and I was like, I just feel like I'm so out of shape. I feel like I'm so out of shape. Like I look, you know, and I'm like, I'm not out of shape. I'm like, for me, I'm like, I've just turned 33. I'm actually still in really good shape, but I'm not in the shape that I was when I was 28. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, it's, you know, I'm just not, I'm not. I'm not 25 anymore. I'm not young anymore. (laughs) And I honestly don't have that. I don't have that mental ability to, you know, meal prep like I used to, or to, you know, just, just apply myself the way that I used to when I was in that space. Like I think nowadays it's a lot more, I'm happy just keeping fit, happy, keeping strong um, and just doing my thing and then making sure that my clients are happy, you know, and that, and again, like my, the rest of my life outside of that, which has, you know, I've, made that my life outside of all of that is a lot more private now too where I just am happy just doing my doing my little side things and my um yeah like I said watering my other plants so (laughs) it's good yeah (laughs) um all right so um fucking hiccup hiccups I know (laughs) um so tell me a little bit about yourself um 
what I, I suppose what I really want to know about is a little bit about your, um, your background, um, obviously prior to just lifting and stuff. Um, and also what I guess I want to know about is a little bit to do with like your relationships and, you know, how they trying to manage a relationship with your business and with your training. Um, but also just like, you know, past sort of relationships and then meeting Zach. Um, tell me a bit about that. Yeah. Um, so my relationships, during during powerlifting uh you know i there were definitely certain factors as i can see why they didn't work Mm. um but i think i was not in a position to also allow them to work yeah um like powerlifting when i when i did it i was it like i was in it uh like i was i was so selfish um i literally trained I trained worked I saw if I was seeing someone I saw them and and that was pretty much it and I slept and I yeah I it was it was really hard to maintain a successful relationship through through powerlifting um and I wouldn't even say that I had a successful relationship when I was in my prime of powerlifting it just it just wasn't my focus I was too selfish um Yeah. yeah and Zach and I, Zach and I have been together for two years, mm. um, been friends for a long time before that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think our relationship would have worked whether, you know, I was still in, in powerlifting or if he still was, I think this relationship is different to the other ones I have been in. Um, yeah. plus I am older. And, and yeah, I think, I think definitely, you know, when I was in my prime, it just wasn't an option. Like mm-hmm. I, it's the, you can't have, you can't be that elite uh, and, and still be that selfish, but also make time for somebody else you care about. Somebody has to, there has to be give and take. Yeah, of course. There's going to be some, there's always going to be some kind of sacrifice, I suppose, when there's somebody else involved. And especially if they're not at the same sort of level or they haven't sort of like been on that sort of path with you, I guess, as well. So, yeah, yeah. you're always going to be going in different directions. 100%. And I mean, yeah. you know, uh, I think there's definitely, you know, some special mentions that some people can, some people can make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, it, it's, it's just so hard. It's a hard sport. It's selfish yeah. and to be at that top level, you really have to apply yourself completely. And that, you know, puts other values to the side. I think, Mm. I Mm. think, um, in regards to, uh, my upbringing, um, I had quite a rough, a rough childhood. Um, I don't know who my dad is. Um, my mother and I aren't close, aren't close at all. I haven't seen her since I was 18. Um, so about, you know, 11, 11 years. Um, uh, that was my decision. Um, uh, so it was, you know, not having, not having that family side of things has definitely made it tough growing up. Mm. Um, I had to grow up very fast. Mm. Uh, um, I was very lucky, you know, I met this amazing family in Perth, uh, when I lived there, um, and they kind of took me under their wing and made me, you know, into their, into their family. Yeah. So I was, you know I got to grow up with them I learned their values um and you know I don't know where I would be without them Mm. um and then you know yeah so since I've since since I was like 16 I've been by myself um 
And uh, I think it's definitely, you know, when, when I found powerlifting, which I think is why I, I really honed in on it and really made it what it was because mm. I, you know, it was a distraction mm. from the fact that I didn't have a lot going on mm. at that time in my life. So, you know, I was yeah. 21, 22, rich in hospitality, had, a, had friends, but I didn't really have a good relationship with myself. I didn't really have a good relationship with my family. So powerlifting was that space where, it made me feel good and I was good at it. Like, mm. you know, I was good at that one thing and it made me feel good. So I just mm. wanted to kind of consume mm. my life with it. Mm. It is all consuming. I think when it's yeah. like, especially when you've come from um, a kind of like trauma, trauma related background, because I know for myself, that was a huge thing for me because um, I just got like absolutely lost in it. Like I, you know, I'm 10,000 miles away from my family. I, you know, don't have the best relationship with my parents or even with like a lot of my, my, my family history is obviously quite, um, quite uh, tumultuous. Um, and we've all grown up and changed even like as siblings, like, um, but I just don't have a very mm-hmm. close relationship with my family and, you know, moved out to Australia and I didn't for the, you know, for a long time, I didn't really have much of a, I guess, like a purpose. And I always like been looking for like this purpose. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, found lifting and then lifting became my purpose. But then I also noticed yep. that throughout my life, I have actually found other things that were, I guess, like my coping mechanisms, um, whether it had been drinking and drugs. And then obviously lifting just became that thing that I just replaced drinking and drugs. Um, and so I eventually I actually got to a point and that's that self-realization where I was like, I am just replacing one addiction with another. Um, and so when yeah. I sort of like stopped feeling like I didn't have that same um, love for lifting or wanting to compete, yeah. it was like, who the fuck am I? Like without that, because I'm like, I didn't have anything to then replace lifting with something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't like, oh, I don't want to go back to like just drinking and drugs again or, you know, and so it was kind of like, well, who am I without that? Um, which was quite a, quite an eye opening experience because I guess like that was a really like self becoming more self aware of how my, how, how I had kind of like coped just growing up and without having that stable family it's sort of like you're always looking for a way to, yeah, you're always like kind of looking for a way to control your environment. So lifting is just, I guess, like one of the most amazing ways to kind of control your environment, but it doesn't, um, you know, if you're, again, like if you're not looking after yourself in other areas, then it just becomes that all consuming thing. And then it's so much harder to then have those relationships outside of lifting. And you just kind of become consumed with your friends who are lifters as well. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Like what, what happens, what happens when you stop? Because I mean, you can do it forever. I mean, if you mm. look up to your body well mm. enough, mm. Uh, you can mm. do it forever. Mm. And I think that's what I was nervous about when I wanted yeah. to, I definitely delayed stopping powerlifting because I was nervous of that identity. Like if yeah. I'm not lifting, everybody knows me as Dak strength. If I'm not strong, how can I be Dak strength? How can I be Dak strength? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who am I? Who am I as a personal trainer, as a coach? Like, you know, do I, am I even still going to like have any reputable, uh, you know, like, am I going to have a reputation? And I, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. 
it's really hard because I guess <clears throat> I was in two minds. I was like, okay, either I stop and like I'm just not a powerlifter anymore mm. or I keep going and I slowly get worse and worse. It's like, you know, when somebody plays football or something, you're like, yeah, Man, they, <laughs> yeah. they should really have given it up that. last year. That you don't want to be that person who's like, oh, they should have really given it up last year. Like I totally, I really do get that. I really like uh, resonate with that a lot because um yeah it just does it becomes such an identity thing and i know for myself um with the strong woman web series because they kept asking you know so are you done yeah, now like that. are you not competing and i was just like you know that series is going to come out this year and i haven't competed properly well i haven't competed especially with covid um i yeah. haven't competed for almost two years and like i don't know if I, i've said to them like i actually don't know if i if I will compete again, I don't know. It's not something that I, it's not something that like burns inside of me to do at this point. Like I actually love running yep. comps. Um, I love seeing other girls succeed in comps and seeing them get the joy out of it. And it's almost like, you know, you, you have to, at some point, like you sort of like want to pass the baton on, you know? Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love, you know, making people, you know, I love putting people on the platform, you know, yeah. I know we know exactly how it feels to be yeah, up there yeah. like where like you, you're gonna love it like even if yeah. you're not that strong yeah. you're gonna love it yeah yeah it's there's nothing else like there's nothing else like a platform feeling um but yeah obviously it's it, it does come down to like at the sacrifice of what you know if you if you're sacrificing too yeah. much in your own personal life um i think that that's where you know it's okay to sit back and take a look at it and say you know my identity is I'm not, I am not just this person, um, you know, and even slowly being able to pull yourself away from it. Um, and like I say, start, you know, filling that gap with some other, filling that gap with other um, hobbies and things like that. You can try and sort of like start something else before you finish that one thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I suppose my thinking in it is that, we're we're all we can make something of ourselves regardless of what we're doing whether it's like whether we're a powerlifter or we're running a business or we're doing something for somebody just on the street yeah. that you know like we all have that ability to affect to affect other people's lives and to still have that reputation without mm. it being our complete consumption like the complete consumption of who we are as a person yes mm. i think it's it's hard because i think the 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 extreme of it is like you know um Keita Keita she's you know all of those girls like so that's the extreme and people people see her total but they don't see her sacrifice um and I think they see the total and like sweet I'm gonna that's my goal I'm gonna get there but Mm. I feel like a lot of people don't yeah don't realize that you have to you know uh, make sure you get nine hours sleep. Make sure your food is on point. You know, mm-hmm. you can't go out drinking every weekend. You know, yeah. there are things that you're going to have to say no to yeah. um, to be the best. And I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, if that makes you happy and you're okay, you know, in 10 years, get back on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely don't regret my powerlifting time. Like, I def- it made me who I am today, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I love the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Um but I definitely, you know, as you change and you grow, uh, you're not the same person anymore and no. your hobbies and things change. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad I didn't do anything too drastic within my time that it has changed anything now. Yeah. That's what I'm happy yeah. about. That's so cool. I really, I get, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's a really good, um, yeah, it's kind of a good way to like end because I think it, it has, it's taught 
uh, same for me, like my own journey, like it taught me so much. I wouldn't change a thing. Like when I was in it, I was in it. I loved it. I fucking like, I frothed lifting. Like I, I just, it was the community, the whole world around it. It's like an eye-opening experience to be a lifter. Um, and to meet, like I've met some of like my best friends, like I'm a bridesmaid at one of my friend's weddings and I met her through Strong Woman, you know, like I just, I have oh, some wow. of the, yeah, I have some of like the most amazing friends from it. Like I've had the most incredible experiences um, and I wouldn't change, yeah, I wouldn't change anything for the world. And also like I wouldn't say that I would never compete again because I think I would still like to, yeah. um, you know, I'm getting closer to masters now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those records will be too easy. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now nah, I am, um, I reckon like, yeah, I think it's just, it's such a journey and it's, um, yeah, it's such a pleasure that I've been able to just, you know, get a little bit of, um, yeah, get into your brain a little bit about like where your thinking has sort of been and how it is now. Um, and obviously, yeah, just like the person that you are today, like you can, yeah, you can just tell you're, you're very, um, very like comfortable, like with your own decisions now around it all. So, yeah. Yeah. It took, definitely took some time to get here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journey, man. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> it's a, life is just a journey. I think it's, yeah, like I say, I repeat it, but it's, you know, becoming more self-aware um, of the things that are important yeah. as well. And like lifting, lifting is important. Like it's still something that will be important for me. Like, like I say, we've run, both opened businesses around lifting. Um, so it's something that will always be important um, in my life, but it's definitely yeah. something that was a period of time where it was more important. And this time in my yeah. life now it's um, for my personal, uh, I suppose my personal goals around it are not what they used to be. Yeah. Yeah, you you have goals that are still specific to that. Yeah, they're just different now. Different. They've just evolved into something else. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Nah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I, I love could keep, it. I, I could keep it. talking to you all over, but um, <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, thank you everybody for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>